Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. Last week, we addressed answers to homeschooling, and this week is part two with Israel Wayne. Okay, so what about the mama that she has several different grade levels, and so she's like, you know, overwhelmed to think about, you know, maybe she has a a kindergartner and she's got a third grader and she's got a sixth grader. What's she supposed to do with going into high school as well as teaching a little one? I actually called on my wife, Brooke, who was also homeschooled to write this chapter in the Answers for Homeschooling book. Um, Brooke's family started homeschooling in 1983. And so she also was homeschooled uh, all the way through and uh, we're homeschooling parents of 11. So right now, our children's age range is from 23 down to two. We have six girls and five boys. So um, we definitely have a lot of experience with teaching a lot of children all under the same roof. And uh, so I, I think this chapter will be especially helpful for moms, hearing it from a mom's perspective. Right. Uh, so I, I asked her to write it. Um, there's a lot more in the chapter, but the one thing I will share is that uh, we found something that's very effective is group teaching certain subjects. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we use, if I can give a plug for the curriculum that we use, and there's lots of great curriculum programs out there. So thank God for that. There's plenty of them. But uh, one curriculum that we use is um, one that was designed for homeschoolers, not for a Christian school classroom. Um, and and the reason for that, that we do that, because we both grew up using curriculum that was designed for a Christian school classroom, um, where you have very definitive fifth grade, seventh grade, 12th grade subjects. Um, it makes it a lot harder to group teach, whereas um, we use Masterbooks. Uh, that's the publisher that we predominantly use. They, they recognize that you can have a range <laughs> and still use the same book. And so uh, we will often have three students who all are studying the same history textbook, and they all have their individual student workbooks. And so what my wife will do is actually read the chapter aloud in history uh, to those three students uh, who may be middle school or high school or whatever it is. And then um, those students have their workbooks and they will write the answers as they listen to the textbooks being read aloud. They will write down the answers uh, in their individual workbooks. And what we found is, is fun is that even the younger children who are not, say, middle school or high school level, uh, they like listening to the stories. Uh, because they're engaging, they're interesting. And so they'll actually sit and listen. And so it's great for the youngers, the toddlers can be on the floor playing with Legos or drawing or doing their own thing in the same room. Uh, But oftentimes the five, seven-year-olds, they just sit and listen. They don't have any actual coursework they have to do with it, but they just like hearing the stories. And so we do the same thing with science um, where we will read aloud. Um, There's several study literature, of course. Um, The children all of all ages love to hear the stories. And so we read those aloud and then allow people to work on their own workbooks um, that they they enter in the answers to the questions 
themselves. And so that's just one tip, but that's one that we have found to be very effective. But you'll find that that works much better if you use a curriculum that was written for homeschoolers rather than using a curriculum created for Christian schools. And uh, this is a little off topic, but I'm just going to share this too parenthetically. Um, when you buy a Christian school curriculum, you're probably going to end up paying more for it as a homeschooler than what you will pay for one designed for homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that, because all these Christian school uh, publishers who write for Christian schools, um, they they set their prices based on the price of admission to private school. Mm -hmm. And the price of admission to private school has gone up since before COVID. Before COVID, it was $9,600 per year per student was the national average for private school tuition. One child, one year, $9,600 national average. But now post-COVID, because there's such a demand as people are leaving the government school system, the average tuition rate has jumped to over $12,000 now. Mm -hmm. And so, so these publishers who produce private school curriculum, they know they can get a lot of money <laughs> from mm -hmm. the private school because they have a $12,000 budget for one child, right? So they set the price based on what the Christian school can pay. And they can't have a two-tiered price structure for the same curriculum. So they can't say, all right, we're going to sell this curriculum for $1,800 to the Christian school, but we're going to sell it to the homeschool mom for 500. Like that doesn't work, right? Right. Uh, otherwise, suddenly every Christian school administrator in the country has become a homeschool mom with 40 kids. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So anyway, uh, they're going to, you're just going to up, you're going to pay a lot more. And the other thing is the Christian school classroom is really designed based on the public school model so that math class is an hour, history class is an hour, so social studies, whatever it is, is an hour class. And so they have to write material for that day's lesson that keeps you there for an hour. And what that ends up looking like in most subjects is a ton of busy work. Right. So, so you're basically going to learn a math concept like multiplication. Here's how you do multiplication. And then you're going to have like 40 or 50 practice drills um to per day just to keep you there for an hour whereas a curriculum designed for homeschoolers um, you teach the idea you teach the concept you review it a little bit and then you move on to another concept so so the deal is if you buy a homeschool-based curriculum you're typical i know this is a little off topic but i just no, I want I to throw it's this fascinating in. uh yeah. you're going to end up paying uh potentially at least twice as much and, and sometimes three or four times as much for your curriculum to buy a Christian school curriculum than one designed for homeschoolers. And you're also going to end up spending usually at least twice as much time per day homeschooling. So you can cut that homeschool day down from five, six hours of academics down to, you know, three hours, three and a half hours at the most for elementary. I mean, I, I just don't think you, in most cases you should ever spend more than three three and a half hours in elementary. That's just anything past that is probably not productive. And then in high school, um, you know, four, four and a half hours, even for high school. And so you're just cutting your school day way back from, from a five to seven hour school day to a, a three to four hour school day in most cases. Mm. Um, and sometimes less if you have littles. So yeah. I just highly recommend that you check out uh, publishers who are producing materials specifically for homeschoolers not that the 
the quality of education is always better. You have to be careful, you know, and selective about what you choose. Um, but you will find you'll pay less, you'll spend less time. And so uh, we found that biblical worldview is super important to us. And so we, we look for curriculum that supports a, a biblical perspective. Uh, we want a biblical view of origins right. uh, as opposed to, you know, teaching theistic evolution and things like that. And there's sadly, um, and, and I, you know, I know this show has a wide group of, of people that listen to it, but even among um, what's purported to be Christian homeschool curriculum, um, there's a lot of programs out there that are very humanistic in their perspective that undermine the authority of scripture uh, that are not truly Christian. They're Christian in name only, if you will. So you just have to be careful when you are out there. Don't necessarily jump on something simply because it claims to be Christian. Uh, do your homework, read some reviews, and uh, you know, ask trusted friends uh, who who know what they're talking about. Uh, but I, but I think um, that though that if you're getting a homeschool based curriculum, you're going to find it much more easy to group teach certain subjects, which will make it a lot more easy and efficient for you. We had the same experience because I have five boys and three girls, and um, we had the same experience where we used um, a curriculum called the Mystery of History, and um, that one um, we would I would actually go online and find um, coloring pages that would have to do with like let's say we were studying about King Tut or something like that. I would find a coloring page for King Tut, and the little ones would do their busy work with coloring their picture of King Tut while I was reading um, the, the stories aloud to the children. And then if the older children wanted, if I wanted them or they wanted to pursue deeper and dig deeper, um, there were all of these reference books and suggestions for further reading that, you know, my, my older high school son could do a deep dive into the Egyptian pharaohs or um, uh, my daughter could look up more about mummification or these different things that that all surrounded this history lesson, but tailored to the different to the different ages of the children. So yes. uh, definitely... I'd like to throw in too that um, Mystery of History also has audiobooks mm -hmm. uh, for their textbooks. Mm -hmm. And so I enjoy listening to those myself because yeah. they're so informative. Uh, it's a great history curriculum, by the way. It's a strong biblical worldview written for homeschoolers. I highly recommend Mystery of History. Mm -hmm. uh, Linda Hobart is a great friend. And um, yeah, and then, you know, like um, the... Uh, uh, world story that masterbooks does they, they're coming out with that on audio so that's like another option as well uh with homeschooling that's different again than government schooling i'm an auditory learner like growing up i was an adhd kid and i was dyslexic so reading was super painful but man if i'd have had like mystery of history audio or world story audios or whatever back in in the day uh, I would have absolutely loved that because I liked history and I liked the stories. I just couldn't read. When it comes to vaccines, most mothers and fathers want to know facts, not others' opinions. Jackie wished she had known more facts when she went in for her first well baby visit. Because Jackie strongly promotes parental choice, she felt led to write a short treatise with personal facts. This vaccination ebook is pretty concise to allow you, the parent, to read, research into the studies she shares, and come up with your own decisions. Jackie's sincere desire is that you and your children thrive, and so she presents to you the vaccination ebook free of charge. Simply go to deeprootsathome.com 
forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. That's deeprootsathome.com forward slash vital dash info dash ebook forward slash. Right. And so that's another beautiful aspect of being able to teach in a homeschool setting is you can really, you know, again, meet that child's individual well, this Issues is going to be my next needs. question about yeah. what if you have special needs children, you know, sure. how can we, are there things the public school system offers for our special needs kids that they will be missing out on if they're being homeschooled? Well, you know, that, that's a tricky one uh, because when we talk about special needs, there's a huge spectrum of different issues involved in all of that um, from dyslexia to attention deficit to, um, you know, severe uh, mental issues to physical challenges. There's lots of, there's a huge range there, autism spectrum. Um, I will say hslda.org has a wonderful special needs department and they have a ton of resources and recommendations. So if you have not done so, check in with them. You can see it on their website, but they also have representatives that are on staff uh, to help the community, homeschooling community with special needs issues. Um, so they're a wonderful uh, organization that I, I highly recommend. Um, there are some other uh, homeschool associations as well that are just there for special needs homeschooling. And so I usually refer people um, to those organizations um, to, to be able to do a deeper dive, if you will. Um, but one of the things that I've found is that sometimes we assume the public school is the only place that we can go for assistance. So, for example, I have two sons who have been diagnosed with auditory processing disorder. And most people assume, oh, the only way I can get a diagnosis for that or get therapy for that is through the public school system. And um, what happens oftentimes when you tap into the public school system for special needs resources is they will call, they will have you enroll in a couple of classes or they'll have you at least sign a waiver that says that you're receiving um, these therapies or uh, this assistance from the public school. And when you do that, in many cases, they will send in a receipt to the state at the end of the year. And they will call your homeschool student a part-time public school student so that they get funding for your child. It may be full year funding, or it may just be partial year funding. But I know some states can get as much as like 85% of the whole year's funding for that child um, if they take even one class in the public school. And if your child is special needs because of what's called the Individuals with Disabilities Act or IDEA within the public school system, they're able to access federal funding, which is usually double the state funding for the child. So national average for public schools expenditure per child is it's somewhere around $12,500 per year per child now uh, when one student is in a public school for the year, about $12,500. But if they're special needs, that doubles. So your local public school will get $25,000 if, if your child is enrolled in the public school with any kind of special needs. Again, dyslexia, ADD, any reading disorder, anything, uh, auditory processing disorder, it all counts. If they have a diagnosis, they can get federal funding. So your child is worth like $25,000 to your local public school. They want them bad. Okay, because of the money. 
And so they will tell you, well, you can't possibly homeschool because you don't have access to this huge wide range of resources that we can provide for your child. In most cases, it's simply not true. So we found a local private Christian college that offered us uh, diagnosis and therapy for uh, auditory processing and then speech therapy for this child for $20 an hour. Um, we didn't have insurance that covered it, but I mean, it was extremely affordable for us. And we didn't end up putting a $25,000 tax burden on our neighbors for our child to be in the public school just because the, he needed speech therapy and, mm -hmm. and uh, help, a little bit of help with auditory processing. So what I find is if people take a little bit more time and not just immediately run to the government to help, because uh, we've been trained to look to the, you know, the government nanny as our savior, if we will take a little bit more time and look around, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, we will find something that's right there in our community that we didn't know about. Or we can find tutoring or therapy online mm -hmm. uh, that's very affordable. Um, there's a lot of resources where maybe there's some, not somebody in our community that specializes in that issue, but there's somebody that will do Zoom meetings with you. Right. So we have so much, especially with technology, we just have so much more access to so many more resources. And uh, I, I don't personally, I don't like uh, the fact that the, the that having a special needs student in a public school is costing taxpayers twenty five thousand dollars because they're not getting that much help uh, in the system. And depending on the school, oftentimes those students really fall behind. It's one of the main reasons I hear people say we decided to homeschool because our child was special needs and they were being ignored in the public school system. They were not getting the help that they needed. And so we had to take that. We saw we're going to have to take this on ourselves or our child is just going to be completely neglected. With that said, there are exceptions, right? There are some wonderful special needs teachers out there. I'm not trying to vilify every teacher in the system, but the system itself often fails children. And we have this, this uh, you know, mantra about no child being left behind. Well, sadly, a lot of children, most children actually in the system end up getting left behind to a significant degree. And particularly those who struggle with special needs issues, institutional schooling was not designed for them. And so nobody knows your child better than you. No one loves your child more than you. You are the best teacher for your student. And there's no shame in getting help. But I always feel like we should look within our own Christian community first and, um, you know, and reach reach out from there. And, you know, there there are truly, truly special needs where it, there are severe issues but many times special needs is a label that just means your child learns differently. And, um, you know, one of my sons, for example, he, he was dyslexic. We never actually had him diagnosed, but later in his uh, schooling years, we realized, oh, you know, this is what we've been dealing with is a dyslexia situation. But um, th there were many ways in which uh, I, as, as knowing him best, gave him allotments, gave him the ability to, um, you know, do things more um, verbally instead of writing things down. And, and um, or, you know, there may be a child that, that needs to move more when they're learning. There may be a child that needs to, um, you know, there's accommodations that we can give that as a homeschooler can help your child thrive within that situation. You know, this particular child I was talking about, um, he, he could hardly, reading was so difficult for him um, that even getting him through high school felt like pulling teeth. Mm 
And the same child is now a very, very successful man running uh, a machine shop. And he is, you know, in, in many worldly ways, very successful um, in his own, in his own field that he is an expert in. But when we try to push a, a square peg through a wrong, through a round hole, when we're schooling them, we're giving them such a disservice, um, making them feel like failures, making them feel stupid, making them feel dumb, because we're trying to put them in this this uh, box that the school system has has made for us. Yeah, I'd also like to recommend um, a website you can Google search for. I don't remember what their actual website is, but it's SPED, S-P-E-D, that's an acronym, S-P-E-D, SPED. Uh, put homeschool special needs and their website will come up, but they're one of the nation's leading organizations designed specifically to help homeschoolers with special needs. Okay. Uh, them and hslda.org. Excellent. So let's talk about college for a minute. You know, that's a big, uh, a big question in a lot of people's minds when they start schooling and maybe not right away when their children are really little. But as they um, their children grow, we get closer to high school. Oh, we've got the college on the mind. So what what are some things that you can say to encourage a, a person, a mom or a dad who's just really concerned about that? Again, lots of thoughts on that. Uh, I have a whole chapter on that in the, uh, the book. Um, Homeschool Legal Defense Association also has some really good resources for high school transcripts. So they're a good resource. Also, almost every state homeschool association has, I'm sorry, almost every state has a state homeschool association. And so you can find your state homeschool association by going to homeschoolfreedom.com. I think it is. Maybe homeschoolfreedom.org. I should know this. Um, but if it's, if it's not one, it's the other. And uh, visit their website because they have a list or a link to all the different state homeschool associations. So you can get connected there. And uh, those state homeschool associations also have a lot of great resources that are practical for helping you learn how to homeschool, to be able to get high school advice, to get transcript advice. Um, they have an annual homeschool convention in most states where you can go. There are vendors there. There actually usually are colleges who are there soliciting homeschool students where they've sent their admissions directors because they actively want homeschoolers to go to their campus. So homeschool homeschooled students are highly recruited by colleges. They want your homeschool student uh, because homeschoolers have proven that not only do they do well academically in college, but they also do well socially in college. And so they make a great fit for campus life. And so, so universities and colleges solicit them very heavily. Um, there's a couple of resources that I would encourage you to check out before you send your child to college. One is a book that we sell on our website. It's called Already Compromised by Ken Ham. You can get that at familyrenewal.org forward slash store, Already Compromised. It's an evaluation of Christian colleges and universities, but it's a critique of how many of them have given into anti-Christian philosophies. Many of them teach, again, evolution. They teach humanism. And so they are cranking out a lot of, uh, you know, unbelievers as an outcome of their educational program. So we need to not just assume that if a school says they're Christian, that they're truly Christian, we need to do our homework. The Already Compromised book is a great way to do that. And then beyond that, there's another book on our website that I've started carrying 
from William J. Bennett. He was uh, education secretary, if I remember my facts right, under Ronald Reagan. And he wrote a, a runaway bestseller years ago called uh, The Book of Virtues. I remember that. And, yeah. And so he wrote this book called Is College Worth It? And I would highly recommend every parent snag a copy of that. Again, it's at our familyrenewal.org forward slash store site. Is College Worth It? by William J. Bennett. He just has a fabulous critique of the entire system of higher education. He talks about Ivy League schools, state colleges and universities, private schools, community colleges, online schooling, uh, accelerated online, uh, clepping. He talks about a little bit about um, you know tech and vocational type schools. He runs down what types of schools are going to give you the best bang for the buck if you do decide to go with higher education. He talks about Christian schools, Catholic schools. Like he has a just a boatload of information. It's really well researched. It's well balanced, and he has some shocking statistics. Like three quarters of all Americans do not use their college degree in their employment. Three quarters. Wow. So almost everyone who goes to college and gets a degree ends up employed in a field that does not utilize their degree. And the cost, he gives into the cost of college a lot um, and college debt. And I personally think that the default, this is my personal view, the default for homeschoolers these days needs to be that you should not plan to send your children to college. Mm. That's shocking, but I'm serious. You need to read the book. This is this is William J. Bennett's viewpoint as well. It's not just me. Um, he actually says for a whole bunch of reasons that the college degree itself is not worth what it used to be. 50, 60 years ago, even 40 years ago, our economy was such that you had to have the piece of paper to get the job. You were definitely going to have a higher income potential if you had the degree. And that is still true in certain fields, in certain industries today, but the world has changed and it is changing. And the value of your degrees have all declined uh, by about a degree. In fact, uh, even PBS, Public Broadcasting System, which is not conservative or Christian, uh, did a whole documentary called Decli Declining by Degrees on this, where they basically talked about how what used to be uh, a bachelor's degree, now you need a master's degree to get the same equivalent, just mm -hmm. because it what, what gives something value is scarcity. And now that the government is just wanting to hand out, you know, college admission and free college for everybody and all that, um, it kills scarcity, which kills value. And so it's a big topic. It's a huge topic. I don't have time to go into all of it. This is why I write books, right? I can go into a little bit more detail uh, in my yeah. books. But, uh, but in particular, that book by William J. Bennett is just a must read. It is no secret that Jackie loves TRS, but some have asked exactly what is TRS? TRS is a nano zeolite spray that facilitates some amazing things. TRS does not heal anything, but it gently clears the body of toxins and heavy metals. So the body can heal itself exactly as God designed it to do. Why not get to the root cause instead of just applying band-aids? Excellent supplements and individual remedies can help, but they cannot help as much until you remove the root source of inflammation and disease. Detoxing toxins and metals is foundational to good health. TRS is safe for the elderly and for children as well. For more information, go to www.deeprootsathome.com forward slash TRS. 
And then for those who decide that they don't necessarily want to go into traditional college, uh, I'm a big fan of the trades right now because um, there are a lot of people making 65 to $85 an hour fixing air conditioning units and doing roofing and 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 plumbing and electrical and welding and you know some of the some of these folks have never been to college and yet these people with bachelor's and master's degrees are making 18 to 25 dollars an hour while these people in the trades are making three times that absolutely and so i'm a big fan of that but if you want to go into that there's a really good book um if you look up family renewal podcast because i have my own podcast um and you can check that out just wherever you listen to audio podcasts or go to YouTube and type in Family Renewal Podcast. I'd recommend it for this one. Go to YouTube, Family Renewal Podcast. And then when you find our podcast page, uh, type in Durable Trades. Because I did an interview with a guy named Rory Groves, who's written a book called Durable Trades. And this book is pretty crazy because what he did, he was an engineer and so and a homeschool dad. But he did research on the best industries for your kid to get into, some of which are college bound in summer, which are not, but he had three criteria. What is an industry that has durability? It's going to be around uh, in a hundred years, you know, as opposed to something that you may get a college degree in and five years from now, nobody's even doing that anymore. <laughs> and you don't have a career anymore. So, so durable trades that endure and that are going to be around for uh, in a hundred years. That was one criteria. The second one was income potential, which of course is important. But the third one is an industry that allows you to have maximum flexibility for family life. And so he's looking at those three criteria and he just charts them out. So it's a very kind of scientific analysis of here are the most durable trades with the highest uh, level of income potential and the most flexibility for family life. And here's a good path on how to get there. And a lot of them don't require um, college. So check out that podcast um, and then maybe grab a, a copy of his book. I don't sell that particular one on my website, probably should, but uh, Durable Trades by Rory Groves. Check out that podcast. So lots of thoughts on college, uh, but my, my view is seriously, we need to rethink that as a default. I think it's a very mistaken default. One more thing on that. Sorry, I'll, I'll shut up real quick. You're fine. One more thing, this is important because you know how we talked about how Pew Research and Barna and Lifeway say that only only 30% of students get past high school with their faith still intact? Remember that 30%? Right. Of that 30%, if they go to a state college or a secular university, 70% of those students who still say I'm a Christian after graduating high school, 70% of them will deny their Christian faith before the end of their freshman year. That's by Pew, Pew Research says that. 70% by the, before the end of their freshman year will say I'm no longer a Christian if they go to a secular college or university. We really, really need to rethink that approach. Absolutely. That should not be a, a default assumption for Christian parents anymore. Wow, that's powerful. Well, Israel, this has been very informative. I really, really appreciate this. And I know our listeners will as well. The book that we have been talking about today is called uh, Answers for Homeschooling, Top 25 Questions Critics Ask. And you can find that um, on uh, at the store for uh, Israel's ministry. And I will put a link for that at the bottom of the show notes as well as some of these other links that we have talked about today. And I know that this, this uh, is just 
this hour has been a powerful encouragement, a shot in the arm for those that maybe uh, are afraid to start homeschooling, but are on the edge, they want to homeschool, or I know it's a shot in the arm for those of us that are already homeschooling, just to remember again, why are we doing this, you know, um, because sometimes we can get weary, and we can, uh, you know, we can start questioning our decisions, and just to remember again, what a gift we have to be able to homeschool our children, and so I just appreciate you spending the time with us today, and um I just look forward to having you on the podcast again in another time. And do you have any last uh, words you'd like to say just in closing? Yeah, a couple of thoughts on this book. I often hear people, they'll pick it up, they'll see it, answer for homeschooling, and they go, oh, I don't need that, I already homeschool. So maybe you feel like, okay, you're already homeschool and you feel like you don't need convinced to homeschool, but that's not really what the book's about. Uh, although I think it will do that. <laughs> and I have seen it do, you know, accomplish that. Uh, in fact, praise God, just this morning, I um, had a conversation online with a lady who said she heard me speak at a homeschool conference, and she was not a Christian, and she ended up buying my book, Answers for Homeschooling, and she became a Christian, and now she is homeschooling her kids as a Christian mom. I was so excited about that. Wow. That was super awesome. Uh, but but I think it will uh, convince somebody to homeschool if they're not already on board with it. But it's really kind of like you're familiar with the term apologetics. You know, it's like I'm a Christian, but I don't know how to defend my faith. And so we buy books on Christian apologetics that give us answers to all these difficult questions. That's what this book really is. It's homeschool apologetics. And so it answers the critic in your life. It may answer the critic in your own head, uh, but it gives you solid answers to be able to answer people who are contentious about this or people who are at the grocery store or your church or your in-laws or whatever. In fact, there's one lady uh, that I know in Michigan who homeschooled for 20 years and her dad was opposed to it. 20 years in a row, her dad just straight up opposed homeschooling, would make snide remarks about it all the time. And when my book came out, she bought a copy of it. She gave it to her dad and she said, dad, would you please read this book? I just think it would help you to understand why I homeschool. Mm -hmm. So he took the book home for the weekend. He read it. He came back on Monday and he said to his daughter, I have never understood why you homeschool. Oh, wow. But after reading this book, I just want you to know that I get it and I am fully supportive. Oh, that's tremendous. That is tremendous. And she said, if I would have only known that for $13, I could have gotten my dad on my side 20 years before that. Of course, the book wasn't out 20 years before. But she's like, it's like the best $13 I've ever spent in my whole life. Oh. And so it really does answer the critic. A lot of times there are wives who homeschool and their husbands are not fully on board. I've seen hundreds of husbands completely do a 180 and get supportive of homeschooling, having read it. But also it's a great book to give to your friends who are thinking about homeschooling or are on the fence about it or, or just maybe would look into it if they knew something about it. Um, there's a answers for homeschooling five pack that I sell on my w website. So I basically sell it my cost just because I want to get the books out there and make them available to people. So if you have friends that you think would benefit from it, uh, go to my website, order answers for homeschooling. And one of the benefits of ordering on our website, familyrenewal.org forward slash store is beyond, um, you know, just supporting our family, which uh, you do when you order from our website. If you order from that book from Amazon, as an author, I only make like 65 cents. So, you know, I know it's convenient, but it really doesn't help my, me feed my kids when uh, you order on Amazon. But if you order from our website, it supports our ministry. But also as a thank you, I always try to personally sign 
all of my books that people order from our website. So just one extra incentive if you're looking for the best place to buy it, we would encourage you to get it from our web store and I will personally sign your copy. And we'll put a link to that at the bottom of the show notes. And I would encourage our listeners to go to familyrenewal.org and just spend some time there. I mean, it is just full of articles and information and just so many different topics and categories. And so spend some time on that website because it's just a wealth of information and encouragement. Well, thank you, Israel. This has been wonderful. And um, we I just hope the Lord will just bless the rest of your day and your week and your family. And just appreciate, again, you spending the time with us today. Thank you so much. God bless. In these troubling times, it's no secret that we are being censored. It's getting harder and harder to spread the truth. Facebook is throttling us, and we don't know how much longer we will be there. Here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with Deep Roots at Home. Firstly, sign up for our newsletter. Jackie sends out exclusive, important content to her readers. The link will be in the show notes. Number two, consider making Deep Roots at Home your homepage in your browser. Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times. Thanks for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time.